0: This is In the Know for Thursday, August 10, the 222nd day of 2023. There are 143 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 live online at k105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is In the Know coming up today. We are going to update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Lots of news to update you on today. We will also play day number four of Where's Quacky? We'll tell you who the winner was yesterday. Day number three of Where's Quacky? But we'll give you a chance to win as well. That and a whole lot more coming up today. Here on in the no, he is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gorman. and the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm. I'm still chuckling with. Uh, much of the world this morning over something that happened um, in the last couple of days. Are you a are you a hard knocker this year? Do you have a Max subscription currently? No,
1: Ma- Max was one of the the cuts when I, when I, I realized I wasn't watching it as much as I was some of the other ones. Yeah, and it's I'm probably gonna start to try and like do one for two or three months and then switch to another for two to three months. Get and caught then- up. Get yeah. caught up
0: on the content that you there's want. There's
1: so much. That, I mean, it's you know, there's just there's more content than anyone ever needs.
0: Oh yeah. Well, spe- I mean, the the strike could go on for a while. We're still not going to run out of content because there's so much uh, in the archives that you can go back. But so I did get to see Hard Knocks last night. You know, I I love Hard Knocks. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it being with the Jets, but after episode one, it, I like it.
1: It does have. One of the greatest TV theme songs.
0: It does, and one of the great narrators. And uh-huh. and I don't, I hate to spoil it, but uh, one of Aaron Rodgers' wishes. He said, "I'm only doing hard, hard Knocks," and he was joking. I'm only doing it if I can meet Lee of Shriver. So episode one uh, sets the season off in a good in a good tone. But um, <laughs> one of the <laughs> one of the Jets players. Uh, I know his name. Tanzel Smart is one of the tackles. He's talking with going out to the Broadway show with his uh, with his teammates, and he he you know he called a charcuterie board a charcucci board, which just made everyone howl, and the internet has um, gone wild with that. And so that's, uh, char- that's charcuterie is hard to say, so it I, it made me laugh.
1: I do like that the NFL does these things, though. Is it just shows that you know these guys are human, and uh, they're they're well done. And I mean, th- that crew that works on it too—they're fantastic. Yeah, they do, an and excellent their turnaround job. too is is really impressive.
0: Yeah, uh, because I mean, it it uh, gets released on Tuesdays each week, and um, it it's got stuff from you know the previous weekend from the it's got the pre uh, pregame. Uh, the preseason game from the Friday or Saturday evening before. So anyway, it's, it's a good TV if you want to watch it. I, the language is hard, but uh, it's on HBO Max, so you can...
1: Welcome uh, to the NFL. Yes,
0: kind of the way that it goes. Uh, quiet weather today. Uh, as the day went on yesterday, they started to back off the idea of it being uh, an alert day. And things fell apart before they got to our region last evening. So really uh, not any rough stuff last night. But it will be quieter today. We'll see some clouds throughout uh, at least the middle of the day. Storms may return on Saturday. That's at least the next round of opportunity for uh, some rain showers. But we'll see today uh, morning clouds, afternoon sun, high of 84. You might get a sh- little shower between now and noon Tonight, you'll see some fog, possibly, uh, and mostly clear skies otherwise, and a low of 68, partly cloudy tomorrow on 89, and then 90 for Saturday, 90 for Sunday, and then back into the 80s for next
1: week. I just like, we we finally got a tobacco bull for, forecast.
0: Oh, yeah, you can see that off in the horizon. Yeah, 2 in 10, then, chance of rain sometime in the afternoon, Then And looks as like. somebody
1: that has two soccer games on Tuesday, sign me up for that. Oh, yeah, 80. Because <laughs> usually we do, every mm-hmm. soccer game we do is... 98 degrees.
0: Sure. And there's no shade. Humidity. You know, no, we
1: bring our tent but still but
0: still still warm. Um and uh, conditions are pretty muggy. 130% humidity. I yeah. saw the cross country team out yesterday uh practicing so okay, a, they have their the first
1: home practice meet on Saturday. So at uh, Miller course out there.
0: So uh by the way before we move on from the weather um there they did confirm it was a tornado that touched down in Louisa. On Monday, so over there um, over there along the West Virginia uh, border, the National Weather Service office there did confirm an EF1 in Louisa. So there was a tornado in Kentucky on Monday. And I, along with uh, most of the world, really saddened to see what's going on, in, uh, on on Maui and the Hawaiian Islands more broadly. I couldn't believe it this morning when I heard the death toll in Lahaina, which is on Maui's west coast is thirty six people, and the rate in which the fire is just destroying that harbor town of uh, Lahaina, and it's it over on that west coast of Maui. It's kind of sandwiched between Kaanapali and that area to the north, and then uh, Wailea off to the south, and um, it, they're kind of isolated. Kahului, which is the main populous city on Maui, is on the other side of the island. So this is kind of remote, even in a remote portion of our country. And so just to see the damage, it's it's caused by hurricane force winds, and it's causing swirls and making it nearly impossible to bring this fire under control. But for thirty six people, I mean, thirty six people in a fire in the year twenty twenty three is hard to uh, hard to imagine. But over 270 structures are damaged, sweeping through the historic town. I've, I've been blessed to, you know, go to Lahaina two or three times, and um, it's it's an iconic little community that I know a lot of tourists have visited, and you just hate to hear what uh, is happening there uh, in our fiftieth uh, fiftieth uh, state. The uh, first I saw this yesterday. I saw her getting sworn in, and, and I'm uh, glad that we have a story about it today at K105.com. The first female to ever serve as a school resource officer in Grayson County, as well as the first woman to serve with the Grayson County Sheriff's Department uh, as a certified deputy, will is the new SRO at Clarkson Elementary School. Missy Skaggs, who became a law enforcement officer back in 2017 when she was hired by the LPD, has been selected as Clarkson's new school resource officer. Uh, I went to school with Missy. uh, More specifically, uh, her brothers, her twin brothers, um, her brothers who are twins were in my class, uh, Ricky and Barry, so I've known the family for a long, long time. And I was excited to see when Missy joined law enforcement. I was uh, proud of her. One of the reasons that I think this story is so neat is that she was a student at Clarkson Elementary School. She was a custodian at Clarkson Elementary School. She decided to get into law enforcement, joined the LPD, now has moved to the Grayson County Sheriff's Office so that she can be the SRO at Clarkson Elementary School. So if that doesn't speak service to you and your community, I don't know what does. So congratulations to Deputy Skags. And um, hope, and know you'll do great things in Clarkson. All of our schools in Grayson County now do have an SRO per uh, state law. Jefferson County Public Schools had a rough day. You know, you, sometimes you, you get a, a new job or a first day of school and you go and say, okay, we're not ready for this. Let's try this again some other time. Well, that's what Jefferson County has done because their transportation woes yesterday. They have canceled school for the rest of the week while they try to figure out this new transportation plan. But it has placed a uh, glaring voids and weaknesses in their bus transportation system that stems from uh, lack of bus drivers. And I would imagine I know that uh, bus drivers are needed in most every school district, if not every school district. So they're going to have to get more aggressive in recruiting people to do those jobs because I remember uh, Superintendent Anderson, when he was uh, when he was the superintendent, he always talked about how those bus drivers are driving precious cargo. And if you, you think about how important the job is that they do, not just anyone can do it, not just everyone is qualified to do it. And so it takes a skill to be – I think we underappreciate – what uh, those bus drivers are doing, and when it doesn't work, when the transportation system doesn't work properly, you know it almost immediately. Mm-hmm. There were students not that were not delivered at home last night in Jefferson County until almost ten p.m.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That went to school yesterday. And it's unbelievable. So hopefully they'll get it. Uh, they'll get it figured out by by Monday. I hope. Gas prices in Kentucky, which saw a nearly twenty-five cents per gallon spike during the last week of July. Are now starting to ease somewhat, according to uh, new data that's available as of Tuesday. The statewide average was 3.43 per gallon, based on data compiled from more than 11 million individual price reports covering 150,000 gas stations across the country. This compares to 3.48 last week, 3.66 a gallon uh, during the same time back in 2022. So, uh, it is starting to come back down just a little bit, but. Uh, For some of us, not fast enough, of course. The governor and the challenger to the governor's office now both have their uh, budget plans and their kind of some plans released out ahead of the election on how they will go about solving some of the state's woes. Governor Bashir is calling for another raise for state troopers and looking for new body armor for them to protect them. And, um... He is uh, offering training stipends, and he's thinking the training stipend needs to be raised and then a fund for them to draw from for the body armor. Uh, Daniel Cameron uh, is supportive of law enforcement. He calls himself the law and order candidate, Uh, and he wants to boost and bolster law enforcement. But the way that he he wants to go about it, mathematically, a little bit different than the governor does. But I think they're working uh, both to the same uh, to the same end, so you can compare their you can compare their plans and approaches and decide which one that uh, that you like better. I saw the governor. Uh, I saw uh, Representative Heverin. I know she was there. I know the governor was there. Um, uh, others others that we know might have been there as well. But got a tour of the Blue Oval plant yesterday. The first mm-hmm. uh, of uh, Kentucky Blue One. I think is a I think it's something. Blue Kentucky One, or something. It's a very succinct way of what this first building that they're doing. Um, big facility. I, said to, I saw Mark Vanderhoff. He did a story yesterday, and he said that the building is nearly a mile long.
1: I, I believe
0: it. The building is, and I've seen it. You know, I've seen it from i sixty five a handful of times. But for it to be approaching fifty two hundred feet in length mm-hmm. is a uh, it's a it's a big building. So.
1: Yeah, it's hard to hard to comprehend. And as
0: soon as they get that one going in January of 2025, so they'll do a lot of hiring late next year, January 2025 is scheduled for production. As soon as production starts, they start construction on the second building is uh, the way that it's planned. The National Guard, the Kentucky National Guard, completed a 120-county initiative last week when they met in Oldham County Well, I was thinking about the anniversary of the East Kentucky flooding uh, in July of last year, and I remember some of the most dramatic footage that I saw were from National Guard helicopters that were looking down a cable at guardsmen and guardswomen who were rescuing people from their homes. You saw the raging waters underneath, and then you saw them hoisting them into the aircraft in order to get them to safety. It was very dramatic, and it was very moving. Well... As a result of that, in kind of an after-action report, the Kentucky National Guard said, let's study all 120 counties and our readiness in each individual county. And so they made a tour all around the state. They started in Montgomery County, and they ended in Oldham County. They included a stop in Grayson County. So that's kind of what your National Guard has been doing, figuring out their level of readiness when disaster will strike uh, perhaps anywhere.
1: I wonder why they picked Montgomery first. That's kind of a... Yeah, but I don't know. No, it's I, not like it's a nor, like Boone County where it's like the or Fulton County or Pike County where they're kind of like wrapping around or something. Uh-huh. It's kind of I, there kind might be an
0: explanation on that, but I didn't uh, I didn't pick up that piece. I guess all of it of kind of that that makes component. sense cuz
1: you're in the Louisville area and I guess Montgomery County's tec- technically in the Lexington area. Yeah. Technically. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, it would be definitely in the in the in the region. Uh, speaking of uh, Remote portions of Kentucky, sad really to hear about some EMS workers who were injured. A porch collapsed in Bell County earlier this week. Uh, it happened in um, uh, in Bell County, where first responders arrived at a home to transport a patient who was suffering a seizure. They were taking a person out of the residence onto a porch, and the porch collapsed. Four first responders, and the patient plummeted fifteen to twenty feet. The patient was not injured in the fall, but all four EMS workers were transported. To a uh, hospital. So no idea on their uh, current conditions. So uh, 24 hours means more to the saga of the ACC. And the presidents of the universities in the Atlantic Coast Conference chose not to vote yesterday, keeping Stanford and Cal in limbo for at least another day. Not sure um, what's going to happen there. The ACC has also been looking at SMU. So I don't know if they're quite in limbo or not. But I did. They're also
1: in that. In they, that, that they're not taking them either as of right now.
0: So they, they, they not even they didn't vote not to. They just didn't. They chose not to vote.
1: Correct. Yeah. So. Which I think is a telling. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll do that just to. Is
0: it the numbers aren't quite right yet? Uh, is it that one of those I, deals?
1: I don't know. But here's the thing that the ACC's got to worry about is you've got the Big Ten and the SEC that are looking, and it's like, ooh, I'll take, I'll take you from huh. your conference, and you and the ACC's got to be careful that they don't turn into the Pac-12. That's
0: right. They're just getting gobbled up. I mean, you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just going to be big fish eating little fish. Because
1: they'll throw out lifeboats, these other conferences.
0: So I did think it interesting. Of all the ACC members, Notre Dame is the furthest to the west, but only in basketball. Well, uh, only Not, in non-football mm-hmm. sports. But Louisville is the furthest west football team in the ACC. So making a jump to Cal and Stanford is not a contiguous move. There's a lot of flyover territory that they have to go through, if they were to bring them into the fold. So they might be trying to they might be trying to daisy chain that conference out to the west. I don't know how that works. Uh, the Phillies got their 14th no no in franchise history yesterday. Michael Lorenzen threw a no hitter in his home debut.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a former good, Cincinnati, right? Red.
0: I mean, you throw a. In your debut in a ballpark, you get off to a good start. And then I thought it was interesting. I think this is right. The It was Brian De La Cruz versus Ellie De La
1: Cruz last night? No relation.
0: I know they're not related, mm-hmm. but I just think it was funny that you have Brian and Ellie. You have a De La Cruz for the Marlins, and you have a De La Cruz for the Reds. The Marlins side uh, rallied. Did Diaz blow a save? No, it, uh, it
1: was tied. He came in, and he gave oh. up a home run to De La Cruz. Uh, they gave up a three-run home run in the seventh or the eighth that the Marlins, they were winning. It was the eighth. They were up four to one and a three-run home run tied the game up. Tough, tough, tough loss for the Redlegs.
0: Midway University has a new women's basketball coach, and it's one we like. Yeah. We learned the news yesterday. Sam, tell us about it. Uh,
1: Kylie Gorby, uh steward. I know it was her, her last name. Um, she is the new head coach at Midway. Of course, she was a longtime Lady Cougar, uh, played under Brad Johnson, kind of in that about 10 years ago. Went to Asbury, had a great career there, was an assistant coach at Asbury, an assistant coach at Georgetown, head coach at Spalding for the past three years, and now she's, she's headed to Midway University to be the head coach there. And that Midway team last year was really good, uh, like 24-8, and eight, I think, was, was their record. And uh, they have a couple local connections. There's Aaliyah Mucker, who played at Breckenridge County. So if you're a Breckenridge County fan, you'd know that name. She plays for that. So you get a Lady Cougar coaching, coaching a former Lady Tiger.
0: Um. By the way, Kylie, when she's not on the hardwood as a coach, she also is a broadcaster part of the time. She is. She? She, she is. So she does a little, little broadcasting, little broadcasting, every,
1: broadcasting so. every once in a while. But I. it was interesting We with the work I do with Center. It was interesting because she was coaching a game that I was doing. Spalding was playing a Berry College, which is in Georgia. And so she was coaching, and then I was On the sideline calling the game, and I went up to her afterwards and said, Well, we've got all the Grayson County in here. (laughs) Said no one thought that there could be all this connections.
0: That's all you need. Uh, In a song that, uh, in a story that would probably inspire Linus Morissette to write an additional verse to her classic song, Ironic, an instructor at a Colorado driving school plowed through the front of the Driver's Ed building in Lakewood, Colorado. An instructor at a driving school made an unforgettable entrance into the building on Tuesday while he was attempting to park a Hyundai Tucson in a spot in front of the community driving school. The driver accidentally drove straight into the building. Lakewood police shared a photo of the crash, which showed most of the car stuck inside the driving school's front window under a sign that says... Learn, to learn to drive. So imagine people. People would thought that it was a commercial driving mm-hmm. by. They saw learn to drive mm-hmm. and a building crash through there. Luckily, only one minor injury. Everybody else was able to get out of the way. But uh, and I don't think the injury was to the driver. But I would imagine. Of course, you know, Twitter went crazy. You know, uh, definition of irony. Uh, just popping into the office, and then one one user wrote, "He got an F." Uh, Probably failed his driving test for the day. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Day number four of Where's Quacky? Coming right up here on In the Know. Today is International Vlogging Day. There's a V on the front of that. Mm -hmm. Vlogging. Video vlogging. It is Lazy Day. It is Spoil Your Dog Day. And it is... Gertie's Gertie's having a good day today? She's spoiled every day. And um, it is Smithsonian Day. I've been in the Smithsonian Museum in calendar year 2023, so I can uh, check that off the list for today. Smithsonian, you can spend days at the Smithsonian Institute in Washington, D.C. if you choose to go. It's also day number four of Where's Quacky? Now, we first need to tell you where Quacky spent the day yesterday recreating, and it was a little bit tricky. Uh, Some people um, thought I guess they took the bait a little bit mm-hmm. on these brick pavers that has people names on them. Yeah, Quacky
1: was saying, I'm going to pull mm, fast that's one. That's right.
0: Quacky Quacky did kind of an he end was, around. He
1: was done ducking around and had to... Yeah,
0: He said, I'm going to show you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the front area of the Purple Flash Center in Caneyville, the former uh, Caneyville Elementary and High School. And so that's where Quacky spent the day. I was interested yesterday. I didn't know if it was... If Quacky was being clever to me because one of the brick pavers that I saw said James R, and that could have been either my grandfather or it could have been my elementary school principal's name because I can't see what the other side of James R. It looks like it's more likely to be a B than a W, but nevertheless I'll have to look and I'll have to look and see. So congratulations to Louise Saltzman Alvey. Louise Saltzman Alvey was uh chosen. Uh, was drawn of all the correct responses of the Purple Flash Center in Caneyville. So now we have uh, we have three people now who have their very own duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta by virtue of winning one in the Where's Quacky Contest. Now day number four is today, and you'll find this photo on our Facebook page. And so on that post, not on the photo here and not, not in the show thread, but uh, over on the post, is where you need to comment and tell us where Quacky is spending today. Do I see cabbage, red cabbage and tomato
1: is there? This, he's. What's that? Is that a, what is that in the background?
0: I don't know. It's
1: a tree, I guess. And then I don't know what's oh, yeah, the right a of the tree, tree. over
0: there. Uh, like a pond, like a pond of oh, okay. cattails, okay. I think is
1: what that is. Interesting.
0: <clears throat> I don't, I've never seen this before. I've never seen this before right now. So I can't even tell you where that is.
1: Well, hopefully somebody does over on the uh, on the picture on the K105 yeah. Facebook.
0: I, would it be safe to say that fewer people will know this one than perhaps any we've done?
1: It uh, There's not any we, obvious context to me no, is my thing. No, no, there's not. But I'm sure that if you've been to the location, you would probably know it. That's right, yeah. But uh, my guess is and, that... And then, as I said too earlier in the week... Yesterday was a good example of it. Just because everyone else says one thing Uh doesn't mean they're right. If your gut's telling you to go somewhere else, go somewhere else.
0: Don't jump off the bridge just Uh because everybody else jumped off the bridge. Uh You'll get well. I
1: remember last year we had one that was about like, I think we had 80 entries and 77 of them said one thing, but only three were right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like it when that happens. This is the week when a lot of parents are preparing themselves either for the first time or yet again, to send their uh, older teenagers off to college. And so I ran across an article this morning that someone posted that said, 10 things I wish I'd known during my first kid's
1: first year in college. Okay, so I guess UConn can't, since this is second kid. Going to first day of college. But I guess UConn could I still bet. take some stuff from this. I bet he doesn't know this.
0: Right. I bet he... Mm. Well, is
1: that more just him? Yes. Okay. Yes. It,
0: it, he failed to learn these lessons even mm-hmm. if he was But luckily he has the
1: strawberry queen to keep him in line. Yeah.
0: Clearly. Uh, first, my kid brought too much stuff and things that he or she will never use. We have a classic photo of Taylor moving in at UK for the first time and the size of her pile because, you know, they they have Mm -hmm. the football players and the other uh, guys from the athletic department help unload the vehicles and they get it out of the vehicle to get your vehicles away and then you have to responsible for moving your pile into mm-hmm. the dorm room.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that when I moved into mine the I think it was the RAs that were helping mm-hmm. and they had a contest of who could carry up the most mini fridges. Ah. And they had like a marker and it would be like this race Kid, no we're I'm going to take your fridge and they obviously had some inside bet or something uh, yeah. and you just saw all these guys with tally marks all up their arms and how stakes. many they could yeah. Yeah.
0: Well we took we, we took pictures of the average pile and then we took pictures of Taylor's pile and she won or lost, however you're scoring it. So, you know, it seemed like here's what I would here's what I would offer. Go prepared to get through the first month and then figure out what you don't have that you need mm-hmm. and then fill in the gaps. Uh, Also, parents need to know, dorm life isn't what it used to be. Dorm life has changed over the years. It's not the same as perhaps it was in the 80s or
1: 90s. How are they saying it's different? Well, this says, when I was
0: in college, I remember meeting my hallmates and keeping our doors open to see who was around to grab dinner and go to the library. But these days, dorm room doors seem to remain closed and the halls are a bit quieter than back in the day. Says, is COVID to blame for the lack of interaction or the fact that they can keep in closer touch with their friends via social media now and don't feel such a pressing need to make new ones? Probably a combination now, of the know, two. Now, I know, like,
1: my first year where it was all freshmen in a dorm, it was a lot more communal mm-hmm. uh, with that as far as we didn't necessarily keep our doors open, but we'd knock on one another's and hang out in each other's dorms. And the second year, we kind of all got busy doing our own thing.
0: Saying goodbye isn't easy, but it's something you'll learn to master. That was a really hard one, and, it, and it's been interesting to see, you know, uh, Taylor as the oldest. It's the the first time that she could drive herself away, you know, I, I remember that moment, and I remember always walking her to her car, and then I in the beginning, I remember, like, her driving away and me walking up the driveway, like, you know, t- still talking to her or waving. But then as the day, I would go less fast. Less further, you know, not as far, not as far, not as far gradually until you go, okay, they're on their own. So it is hard to say goodbye, but you do get, you know, used to it over time. The online parenting groups will be your lifeline. You're not alone. You got other people who are dealing with this. Care packages are still cool. Oh yeah, Absolutely there. Parenting from a distance is tough. Yeah.
1: Your text. I would argue it's easier than it's ever been. Because now you can – I mean now like even now to the point of you could get in touch with Taylor probably like that because you can give her a phone call. You can mm-hmm. FaceTime somebody or something like that, whereas 15 years ago you'd have to go and you know get the pay phone or something and connect somehow or write a letter or something. It's gotten a lot easier that way.
0: You make a very good point, but I also wonder – and I have no way of knowing because I don't know what it was like in the Stone Ages from the parental perspective –
1: just as a student, then,
0: but uh, yes, yes, I was. I I remember, yeah, when they uh, they forged the first steel um, to make Excalibur. Uh, I I wonder how much solace there might have been in ignorance is bliss. You are just out there, you pray for the best. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, it's, it's just going to work out how it's going to work out. I guess
1: when when Taylor went, that it was kind of when it was. I mean it was there were cell phones and everything and I'm sure she had one but it was still there was probably s- at least some of that
0: Um well her original phone uh her phone when she went to college was a find my phone like Okay uh, when she went to college it was uh, I could tell where she was at all times well let me let me rephrase <laughs> I'm confident I knew where she was at all times but to be technical I knew where her phone was at all times <laughs>
1: Good, good chance that
0: that meant where she was. That's exactly right. She's a good kid, and she made good decisions, and so. But, but technically, you don't have them chipped. You have the phone chipped. What does that
1: meaning That the, the phone is like an extra body part for most of us. <laughs> that's right. It's just an extension. Uh, it
0: says your text may go unanswered, and that's okay. You'll feel happy and sad sometimes all at once. You know, there are those emotions have sometimes similar responses. Finding your people can take a while, it takes a while for them to find out, you know, people Mm -hmm. they like to hang out with at school because I'm not saying, um, I noticed the further I traveled from home, I noticed cultural difference and changes in people. Mm -hmm. Like when, you know, when I moved not far from home and they're like, well, these are pretty similar to where I grew up. But when I lived in Southern Indiana, I was like, well, this, this is different. You know, and that's not all that far from home. But you see differences.
1: I know the line that we always said was: "Is college is the place where you can be friends with someone and not even know their name." Yeah, and and I had that I had that happen multiple times.
0: And this is your kid's college experience, not yours. That is true. It's an important lesson to uh, important lesson to learn, and something important to remember. Now, you may find some comfort in this headline, Why Empty Nesters Are Happier and Healthier Than Parents with Kids at Home. I know perhaps it doesn't seem like it, but I think it probably is true. While it's still still true that people who have families tend to be happier and healthier for it, new research reveals that the benefits of parenthood come with one big catch. They don't kick in until children grow up and move out. So... Interesting. And it doesn't seem like it at the time because you dreddle with the empty nest and the kids and the what are we going to do? But you really start to realize, hey, life is a lot uh, different and perhaps not as stressful. This story says empty nesters are better off because they know they have someone to take care of them when they're too old to take care of themselves.
1: Okay. That is true.
0: couple of stories about... Um, TikTok exposes how McDonald's employees handle rude customers. I want to remind you again: don't mess with people who mess with your food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're not a please and thank youer in restaurants and meeting people who are in, you know, frontline people, cashiers, et cetera, you should become one, mm-hmm. because there are ways that Where they you get just... you.
1: Just the casual smile. Like, hey, I like, hope you're having a good That's day. That's right.
0: By the way, I've got, there's one individual. So I'm I'm a please and thank you, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, not today, thank you, I don't care for that, thank you, et cetera. But I run into some person two or three times a week, and they are not a please and thank you or employee. And so, in fact, it's take your method of payment and then hand it back to you. And there's not even, there's like no words exchanged.
1: Mm -hmm. That's the, I don't pay, I don't get paid enough to talk to you.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. uh, But I do wonder, like, what's going on in their life, though? Like, is this Mm -hmm. just who they are? Or is there something going on with them that, and so um, we were talking the other day about my level of determination, well, I am determined, right, to crack the ice on this person. Like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you to say something to me eventually.
1: I hope that person is listening and now is going to go on the opposite end and is now determined, <laughs> I, I'm to, also to, determined. <laughs> to not talk to you.
0: <laughs> I'm going to eventually I'm gonna be like, yeah, it's, it's going to happen one day. I know it's going to happen. So this um, TikTok exposes people. their McDonald's employees that – do things, and they're not even gross things, okay? But one thing they can do is rather than ringing up your items as a meal, they can ring them up separately. So if you get a McNugget and a fry and a soda, they ring it up at regular individual prices just as a – because, you know, mm. and hoping that you're not necessarily going to catch that. And then they will give you a whole cup of ice and very little or no soda in there. Oh, that's the so they're just small there's, things that they can. There's one fast
1: food place in town, but I think theirs is like an automatic ice. Like yes. there's a lot of those that just give an, an, an amount, and it always fills it up to the top. Aren't it, a
0: lot of them governed now? No, they the soda and the ice are both. You know, it senses the size of yeah, the cup yeah, yeah. and it puts the quantity. Let's
1: see, and I, I I like ice. I don't I don't like my drink without ice, but I don't like it to where it is. I'm drinking ice kind of thing. You know, I want yeah. like that nice. As Rick Stansbury would say, there's a fine line.
0: Right. Well, yeah. And I did hear you can, uh, now if you ask for less ice, it's a surcharge some places. Really? Because they know they're giving you more soda. You're getting more product and less water in the form of ice. So it's uh, interesting. Yeah. If you want less ice, they charge you like some cents more or something. So I don't. I don't know. Welcome to Kang Burger. You have it your way, but don't make it crazy. Mm. And then speaking of TikTok, if you're uh, older like me, you see your kids doing things and you think, where did they learn that? What are they doing? What's the purpose of this? Apparently, the latest thing is parents and experts are advising against the latest TikTok trend of putting castor oil in your eyes. It has gone viral as a wellness trend for vision problems, but medical experts warn the practice may do more harm than good when it comes to eye health. While castor oil is beneficial for moisturizing the skin, there is no current evidence that castor oil is safe to be used in the eyes. These remedies, like, I've been able to watch, uh, you know, our kids... Experience these things on the internet that they learn. That if you, you know, like use avocado as deodorant or like dumb things, you go, you know, where did they learn this? But sometimes that's how they learn things, I guess, and sometimes they're right. But who knows? We gotta get to a break, we'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know? The most popular wedding song is now, I Want to Dance with Somebody, Whitney Houston. Really? It is old enough that it has become a classic. You know, people of all ages know it. And so, I Want to Dance with Somebody, Whitney Houston, is now the number one most popular wedding song. I think. Wedding reception song.
1: Cha-Cha Slide probably needs to be up in there. You would think
0: so. You would have thought that Cha-Cha Slide knocked off the chicken dance. Uh-huh. But now there are Ma- other Macarena. options. Macarena. There are other options. See, there are some things that orbit around
1: Cha-Cha Slide I mean,
0: if, that could be selected
1: instead of. If you get into a millennial and younger wedding, you got to get Soldier Boy in there, mm, which mm. would be a song that I know you'd recognize. Do the stanky leg. Uh-huh. mm mm-hmm. Did you, did you, hit the stanky leg at Taylor's wedding? I'm sure that one was played knowing their age.
0: Uh, you know, I don't think soldier. No, by the way, it's funny. You mentioned that she had a list of absolutely nots, Mm. And I think cha-cha slide was one of those. Cha-cha really? slide and chicken dance were like absolutely nots. She didn't want the cliche. Right. So I don't know. No, I don't, no, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Uh,
1: you didn't hit the stanky Soulja leg.
0: Boy. No, I don't think I did on that one. Uh, let's see. What do you need to know? Uh, So, I'm looking at the time so I can tell you. So, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, she wrapped up in Los Angeles. And a standing ovation that lasted nearly eight minutes. Okay, so imagine if the ovation started now. All right? So, we'll come back to you, and I'll tell you when the... So imagine standing ovation applause right the whole crowd is just da, 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 and they just started about fifteen seconds ago all right
1: so are, you, are you just gonna clap for the next we'll eight minutes no hour?
0: no that's gonna that's gonna be my point I'm like uh-huh. I don't know how they I don't know how they did it uh, Lizzo is facing harassment allegations from six more former employees. you know the old where there's smoke there's fire mm-hmm. something tells me this is not an isolated incident. You know, we had a couple of people early on, and I sort of went, eh, "Well, surely not." But now it seemed like as it the seems days like it's go, kind of like the
1: Ellen thing of where, yeah, You yeah. know Ellen. It was a different. I know it's not wasn't hers. wasn't sexual harassment, but right.
0: And remember, they're still clapping. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Mark Ronson details how Dua Lipa rewrote "Dance the Night" after watching a Barbie scene, so they gave Dua Lipa a rough cut. Uh, Of the movie where her song was appearing. And after she saw what Margot Robbie was doing, she went back into the studio and just started freestyling lyrics based upon what she observed Margot Robbie doing as Barbie. And they republished the song. Hmm. Mark Ronson said it was a he said it gave him goosebumps to see her do that on the fly. And it and it stayed in. So it's interesting. The franchise HBO orders a Marvel DC parody series from the writers of Succession and Veep. I don't know what this is, but you might like it and might know about it. So there you go. Um, Statues of Keith Richards and Mick Jagger revealed in their hometown. By the way, still clapping. Hmm. Standing ovation still going on. Uh, Statues of Mick Jagger and Keith Richards have been unveiled in their hometown of Dartford, England. That looks like them. uh That looks like the classic Mick Jagger pose when he's Uh dancing across, right? And then that looks like a Keith Richards pose with his guitar. That that, uh, has captured them pretty well. Do they have a statue of you up at Cooper yet?
1: No, not yet. Not yet? Not yet.
0: Just a matter of time, I suppose. And then Robbie Robertson, who founded the band, has passed at age 80. So he's Canadian, but he wrote, I learned this morning, he's Canadian, but wrote The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. Which is, you know, about the Civil War. So it's kind of uh, ironic that he did. But they've got a really good catalog. That if you if you don't know, you'll know there are a bunch of songs that you know that you didn't know were done the band, including uh, the Wade here. So got to get to a break. Remember, standing ovation still going on. All right, got to get to a break. We'll come back more on the way here on in the noon. MB's point to ponder for today. By the way, they're still clapping. One
1: mm, another minute, minute and a half, something like that.
0: They're still clap The standing ovation is still going on. Now think about that. All right, I'll show you in just a minute what it is. MB's point to ponder for today. I saw this the other day online, and I don't know what it means. Maybe you know. Oof. OOMF. I know LOL. I know LMAO. I know, but this acronym, what, are, what is OOMF? Do you know?
1: Well, oomph, I guess I would spell with p h. Yeah. me too. Like oomph, like oh
0: oomph. Okay, standing ovation ends just now. Interesting. So n- nearly, nearly uh, like seven, seven, between seven and eight minutes. You, could, I couldn't clap for that long. So they must have had to take turns. Uh-huh. Like, oh, this section claps for a while. yell. And then, but I mean, of course, 66,000 people, but eight That's... minutes is a long time. <sighs>
1: O-O-M-F?
0: Oh, one of my followers. That's what I, somebody sent me a note. One of my followers or one of my friends. O-O-M-F, if you see somebody. Hmm. I thought it was going to be, I thought it might be a, a swear.
1: Mm.
0: That's why I was. That's why I didn't, that's why I wanted to know. I was like, is that person cussing? Is that person got a potty mouth? So, it's the things these kids do that I need to try and keep track
1: of. I guess I'm I'm in that realm then, too. Too old to... It makes me feel a little better that you didn't know what that acronym was. No, but... Well, I mean, my... Working with our high school crew, sometimes they'll say some things, and it's like, uh-huh. can, we, can we talk English?
0: Yeah. Are they still on fleeking?
1: Uh, I don't know that... No fleek anymore? Uh, yeah, it's not an ING. You're just... You're on fleek, hmm. you know? Okay. Uh-huh.
0: Get... Is stuff still mid...
1: Oh, that, that was the one that... Stuff.
0: Uh, it is, We're still midding stuff, yes, though? One
1: of one of the cookboys loved calling things mid. Okay. You don't want to be mid, though.
0: You know what our version of, of mid was? We would say it was budget. That's so budget. <sighs> yeah. It's true. Today's highlight in history, this day in 1945, a day after the atomic bombing of Nagasaki, Imperial Japan conveyed its willingness to surrender... Providing provided the status of Emperor Hirohito remained unchanged. In 1821, Missouri became the 24th state. We said, show me. Mm-hmm. In 1993, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the notorious RBG, was sworn in as the second female justice on the U.S. Supreme Court. Jeffrey Epstein was found dead this date in 2019. Birthdays today, Patty Austin is 73, Rosanna Arquette is 64. Antonio Banderas is 63. Puss in Boots. Nana Cherry is 59. Riddick Bowe is 56. Angie Harmon is 51. And Kylie Jenner is 26. Mm. Gone but not forgotten, Herbert Hoover, our 31st president, was born in 1874.
1: Shout out to the dam. Right?
0: Yeah, thanks for that. Th- he was the 31st president in 1874. He was born in 1874. Mm. Gotcha. All right. Yeah,
1: he, was he was elected like post- in 1929. Yeah, I was like, going
0: to say post-World War I, Yeah. So any other? Uh, Jimmy Dean, thank you for the sausage. Born this day in 1928. I have a Jimmy Dean product for breakfast every morning. Eddie, it's turkey sausage, by the way. Oh. Eddie Fisher makes me wonder if Jimmy Dean would object. If Jimmy Dean were alive to know that his company was selling turkey sausage, would he throw a big hissy fit? Probably. Yeah, he would, wouldn't he? Yeah. He'd say, that's not sausage. In 19, but it's good, 1928, Eddie Fisher, Carrie Fisher's dad, was born in 1928. Bobby Hatfield, half of the Righteous Brothers, was born in 1940. Ronnie Spector was born in 1943. Chart Toppers. Let's go to 1958. This is Perez Prado. Apparently in the 1950s, we had to write songs with every girl's first name possible. We had, oh, Donna. Right, Richie Valens did that. We had Tammy. Yes. Oh, Tammy, oh, Tammy, oh, Tammy. We had... uh,
1: the Yukon Cornelius song last
0: week. Uh, that's right. Dum dum. Dum dum. I don't know many girls that are actually named Dum Dumb. I know some that are dumb.
1: Well, I guess he's but, not female either.
0: Yeah. That's right. And this is Patricia. Patricia by Perez Prado was number one. Are, are, this are we, date in 58. Are
1: we going to say your name at all?
0: No, it's an instrumental, which mm. makes it even especially uh, more weird. Hmm. We had, in the 60s, we had Help Me Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. Help,
1: help me, Rhonda. Well, it helps you for when you're trying to find intro music.
0: Rolling Stones, Auntie. Auntie. All right, let's go to... 1967, B.B. Wonder, number one, with I Was Made to Love Her. I was born in Lernbach. I was born in Lernbach Had a childhood in sweetheart her name See, is Patricia.
1: Now, every time I hear this, I just think of but it's bump music. Oh yeah, that you, you used during the show. Put uh-huh. your headphones on. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh no, Quacky!
0: <laughs> oh, Quacky fell off. Okay. Well, I saw him. He, he thought he
1: was about to he fall. He was teetering. But, uh-huh. Here's wings. What? 1976 would let him in. Here's here. There's a big. Uh, there's a big highlight in history for uh-huh. today.
0: Huh. Five years ago today. Roger Lush got famous.
1: Has Has he shared some of his royalties with us yet? Mm.
0: He tweets at us sometimes. He He
1: does. He
0: He considers us a legitimate media outlet.
1: Well, it's more than some. Mm
0: -hmm. Let's go to... to go to nineteen eighty-five,
1: and like you said, he, he even gets got a mention in something you were doing a couple weeks That's ago. That's right, and
0: I can't even tell him what it was. Yeah, uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't refer to him by name, but I referred to him as a as a as, in theory. So again, well, that pretty much what he is, once right? Again.
1: In theory, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, he's a hypothesis. Fears for fears i can do
1: without on, julio ride fantastic ride, voice so
0: number it, one in 1994 uh, where's uh, the love black eyed I peas number one know, in '03. Know, go and, go three. Go and, my, and call me maybe, maybe carly ray Jepsen in 2012 and good for you olivia rodrigo number one in 2021 so there you go, your chart toppers for today all right mb's pearl of wisdom for today success is where preparation and opportunity meet success is where preparation and opportunity meet MB's pearl of wisdom for today remember god loves you and i do too if you don't know jesus let me know and i'll introduce you look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show for sam gormley i'm mb and now you're in the know